Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, 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 everyone, to a funny episode. So you ever you ever have, you know, have one of those times when you're talking about someone to someone else and then they buzz your phone like their ears are burning is the saying my grandmother would say when I was a kid, like her ears must be burning because we were just talking about her. So <laughs> I got my sister back on today, y'all. And you'll remember her from episode 15, You Are Okay. We released that one in June of 2021, and it's been some time um, since then, but I wanted to bring her back to see what's new and what's fresh. Everybody, welcome to the show, Davida Arnold. Hello, hello. How are you doing? So are your ears burning? Like, are they, are they, were they burning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know how the spirit moves, those God wink <laughs> moments, love it. <laughs> Oh man. So it's been it's been a while. Uh a year not since we've talked, but since the, you know, we've been on an interview or something like this. So I kind of changed a few things since then. You were like episode 15. I was still reading bios and things like that. So we don't do that anymore. Um, so I'm gonna give you an opportunity to just share with the community, you know, who's Davida? Besides oh. that bomb, cool ass. <laughs> <star>. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, well, hello again, everybody. I am a personal coach and a, um, a teacher currently in um, uh, pre-kindergarten. And I am a, uh, I would say a growing DEI uh, practitioner. I can say more about that in a little bit. And I am a wife uh, 20 years now. And a mom of four. Yeah. Shout out to the babies and the fam. <laughs> now, something so unique um, about, and I just have to give the flowers to the family here now, is you all all are at the same school, both parents and all four kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you're all in the same house and you all go to the same school. Yeah. So <clears throat> when we, um, first had kids. Um, I left working outside of the home um, to be at home with the kids. And I said to myself, if I worked outside of the home again, I wanted it to be conducive for the family, mm. um, family first. And around that same time, I was interested in doing coaching in schools. My husband has been an educator since we've been married. Yeah. So then um, I started working part time as a teacher assistant. And then um, my love for working with in the education field kind of blossomed from from there. I was, you know, expecting to just do the uh, traditional coaching. Yeah. But I saw that, um, you know, coaching skills are usable really in 
any type of situation. And I really liked being in the classroom. And then um, one thing led to another and I realized I like working with um, pre-kindergarten, surprisingly. <laughs> and <laughs> to make a long story short, yes, we are all at the same school. Our school goes from three years old up to 12th grade. So he is the head of the middle school. Um, I am a uh, associate teacher um, in, in pre-kindergarten, as well as the assistant director of diversity and community life for the lower school. Yeah, we have one child finishing up lower school, one child in middle school, and two in the upper school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So before I want to, I want to get to, to what's fresh and new for you, but I want to, because we're talking about the kids in the school. So this is a personal question. So if you're listening, you can actually tune out right now for a second if you want. But so I'm tutoring my grandson, right? Yeah. And and he's seven and I'm I'm helping him with reading and things like that. But we be everywhere. Like it, it, it's like he's seven and I've only ever played with him. And now I'm trying to sit him down and have him read. And he's thinking like, this is the time we play. This is when we jump. How do you, how did you teach or did you teach or tutor the kids? I think the biggest thing that has helped me as an educator and as a mom as well is one, seeing, you know, where that my experience is not coming from their behavior. That was like the biggest, mm. the biggest eye opener because the well-being of the adult, that emotion, yeah. that your mental state is going to influence the child. So I know if, if I check, I need to check myself first to see where I am yeah, and to make sure that I'm in a space where I am going to be open, receptive and loving to this child because that's, that's going to drive everything. And, and then seeing that child in their, their innate capabilities, their skills, and seeing them for what they have versus, you know, what it might seem like their behavior saying that they don't have, if that makes yeah. any sense. When I am in a good space with them, they're going to listen a lot more then when I am not in a good space myself, when I am like all caught up in my emotions and upset and coming and then coming to them out of that, ooh, that it just, it's a big difference. Yeah. Big difference. <laughs> I can tell, yes. That's a true statement. Okay. I like that. Thank you. All right, everybody back. You can put your headphones back in. We are back <laughs> our regularly scheduled program. Um, but what's new? What's happening? What, what are you up to these days? Um, well, you know, like I said, I have a new role now at my school, so I still am um, working in pre-kindergarten, but I'm also now the assistant director of diversity and community life for the lower school. And so, you know, I am t trying something new. You know, I never thought of my, that, you know, well, I take that back. I guess I have thought about it for a while. But I put it on the back burner in terms of working with DEIB. And I was just like, you know what, God, if it's meant to be, it will. And then lo and behold, position opened up and I got it. And, you know, so I'm just learning and growing and trying to see how I can be of service yeah. to the school now, in, in the area of DEIB. Break that down for me. So everybody who doesn't know what DEIB -E <laughs> oh, sorry yeah if so, everybody doesn't that, know okay yeah. yeah 
So it just means diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Okay, got it. So give me a little bit of that. What's that work like? Um, so right now I am dealing with a lot of the programming that we do and trying to um, just make sure that there are opportunities for um, all of the the students to see themselves, you know, mm. to see, oh, yeah. to see, to learn about each other, to see themselves represented, um, acknowledging all the, you know, different holidays and things like that. And yeah, so just seeing how we can help just increase um, inclusion, not just on the outside, but also, you know, making sure that everyone feels included as well. Yeah. You know, what's, what's so interesting is there, I've heard DEI explained before, but almost as if it was to address deficit. You're speaking it from a sense of freedom and inclusion where where you're just letting people wake up to themselves like you're not trying to say one thing is right one thing is wrong you're trying to say wake up to yourself in a loving manner would that be accurate yeah I think so I mean I like how you looked at how you explained it because I do feel that's what it is instead of looking at things as a deficit in terms of what's being done wrong right yeah I just I look at it as in if the inclusion factor is pretty low, well, what's the block there? Because really we are all connected. So there really isn't about trying to build up the connection. It's all about trying to just remove the blocks. And I'm so thankful to this understanding because, you know, if I had, I think if I didn't have the understanding, I probably would come from it as a, from a deficit point of view. And, you know, if there's something wrong with people, but no, but now like, just about removing the blocks. If diversity is not being represented, if there isn't, you know, equity or inclusion or belonging, okay, then it just means that there's something that's blocking it. There's some kind of mindset there, some, you know, some thought that we just need to clear up versus as you're just doing something wrong or we need to fix you type yeah. thing. It, it, some of the, you know, things that have make sense to me. If someone is, um, you know, not treating someone kindly, you know, just using in simple terms, it's just because they have some thinking there that they are not seeing. Yeah. So it's, it's trying to just get rid of those, those blocks. And because then, you know, the love, the connection, everything was just, it's just going to come forth even more. It's not ever gone. It's just, there's just something there that's blocking it. I remember at first when I decided to be intentional, intentional about my diversity and inclusion and, and equity of, of everyone and everything. And I remember holding a free webinar and I got on the free webinar. I was beating myself up. Oh, I got to be more of this. I got to be more of that. I got to be more, like you said, from a deficit point, deficit. And I had this webinar. It was already planned, it, you know, kicked on. And I get on this webinar, Javita. And there's multiple races, multiple genders, multiple sexual orientations, multiple religions, multiple countries. And I literally was just overwhelmed with like mm -hmm. this. Okay. Okay. So the work that I'm doing, everyone can see themselves in it. Because that's the only way you would connect to go to something is if you see yourself in it. 
that was probably one of the moment when I realized I didn't now have to think about it anymore. I was, I was demonstrating it in, in my life. Right. And it was so funny because I'm thinking about doing a conference soon. And my first thing I worked, worked out like before I, I got, I got the, the theme of the conference down, but I wrote all the different preference groups and names of people I know and each. So it was like, that's how the conference will be developed thinking about everybody it's now how I do everything like it's 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 so interesting because it's like oh okay yeah I, I can be on that train with ease because it's just about showing that the connection is always there you know yeah. getting past the block that's holding it up yeah so I really really love how yeah. you how you said that and I, and I think the the other thing you know that I see and I would love you know I hope to um show more of is you know, not shaming people for their blocks as well. Because yeah. now that I can see that it's just something that's blocking it, like, you know, it's that it doesn't make sense as much sense now, you know, to 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 blame or yeah. to shame because they're just doing, you know, they're just acting according to their thinking in the moment. Right? Which is what we did when we thought it. <laughs> that's yeah. what we forget. Yeah. That's what we forget. Yeah. We're the same. You like the the um, I was saying this to to someone um, yesterday, I think it was think of something that you can get so angry about you're willing to die for. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the same anger that was inside of the people who stormed the Capitol. Like the feeling. Not not what the intent or the behavior or that's not what I'm saying, because I don't condone that behavior or anything. But when I'm talking about the origin, the spot is having something again, not saying the behavior was right, but having something right. that you feel you love so much or so willing to stand on that you're willing to die for, which sends you into some reckless behavior. Right. That's the feeling that drove that. I don't agree with the politicalness of it, but I know that feeling though. Right. Man, do I know that feeling. Now, my story of that feeling will come out in a totally different way, right? Which would be totally opposite if we would look at the narratives, but the feeling was the same. You know, it right. was it was the same thing. And I remember learning that, seeing that we that connection is always there. If I can remove the layers of things that's that's oh been gosh. taught to me to block. Absolutely. I mean, now, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Now, you know, the negative behavior or whatever, it's not about ignoring it or excusing it. You know, no, no, definitely need, not. No, exactly. Yeah. It needs to be addressed. If, if the got to be know, held accountable and, for your actions. Absolutely. Abs absolutely. But, you know, I think we would make so much more progress by going to removing the blocks and 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 looking at how helping people to see how they're just making sense of things so that way then they can oh get the insights that they need uh, versus um okay you know you're done i'm not talking to you no more it's something that i used to experience w growing up like my best friends or you know the the guys who were in my neighborhood love me like if I did something wrong, they were quick to tell me. Yeah. They didn't stop talking to me. Like they beat me up or get me on it, call me out on it, <laughs> hold me accountable. But they never stopped loving me and letting me learn. You know, they didn't just cancel right. anything, you know? 
they yeah like, no that's that's effed up that's messed up you need to fix that yeah. you know they it was like that like oh my bad yeah. you know and I don't know how it happens you know I just say my environment drove me when I thought outside in it wasn't until I start yeah. seeing life from inside out that I kind of get an idea that oh man you know it's it's really not that person that's yeah absolutely and that's the one thing I tell my kids all the time and they'll be asking stuff why is so-and-so you know if they see something in the news or hear something or heck even when we go into the store and no one speaks to us but they might speak to you know yeah. a, a white person who is who comes in after us or whatever and they'll ask about it and I'm like baby it has nothing to do with us it's just yeah. that's just all about them and how and, and how they're thinking you know and you know, and then when I can remind, when I'm clear on that, you know, I might be like, oh, I might be, you know, have compassion for that salesperson. And then that can help them. Like, you know, like why, why give up compassion for other people just because, you know, someone might've treated you wrong or mean or, or, or whatever. I mean, no. So I might just ask them, are you having a bad day? Yeah. And sometimes just that is enough for them to wake up. No, I love that. One thing you just, you just said that I I really love just because someone is being mean to me or rude or whatever the case isn't enough justification to remove the compassion from them. No, no. Well, and first and foremost, because I am just as capable of being mean to someone. Yeah, if well, I that's, was, that's what I mean. That's why I heard yeah, it. Yeah if, I, like, yeah. if I was in, you know, if I, you know, had grown up as they grew up or whatever, or had their mindset, I'm probably going to act the same way. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm and and even still, I'm going to need some compassion. Yeah. When I'm lost in my thinking. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Well, this one took a turn. was amazing. And I, I really enjoy having it because that was I love the way again, I was my, I must say the first time first time I really recognized hearing, you know, that term from an inside out way and not so much as you know taking away from or pointing out what was wrong so i really appreciate that um so i i do want to i mean getting how you know we're talking about inside understanding how does that work when you're like in pain because <laughs> you're telling me the story about how your, your hand was burning but you hadn't thought about it yet so it didn't really happen so tell me about that oh my gosh yeah I would say that's another thing I'm seeing more dearly more excuse me more clearly um yeah you know how the nature of thought and how our minds you know work to create our experience from inside out like yeah everything comes through that energy of thought running through us and then you know taking that big t and then taking form you know in all of our, our little t's and um, yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, right, I was cooking and I was, um, I had a, I had a pan that I was, I was, <laughs> I was frying some chicken in batches. <laughs> and so I had a pan in the oven, the oven's on, it's like 350. And so, I, you know, you cook one batch of chicken, you put it in the pan and you put it in the oven to keep it warm while you're cooking the other batch, right? So then when I finished and I, I took the pan out, um, um, and I put it on the counter and then it was, I needed to, I was getting ready to go take it to the table and I just went and grabbed the pan 
And it, it literally, I, I promise you, it, it was definitely at least one to three seconds where I'm holding this pan and I felt nothing. It was just one, I've heard people talk about these moments where things just kind of go in slow motion, but I've never, but this was the first time that I've ever personally experienced it. I didn't feel anything. And then all of a sudden, once I looked and I kind of realized what I was doing and it, the thought came and I realized I'm holding a hot pan. Then like, oh, okay. Then that feeling of pain came in my fingers, but literally for a good two seconds or so, while I'm holding this hot pan straight from the oven, I felt nothing. And it was like, it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's what it's like. So I knew, yeah, the pain was coming from thinking in the moment because without the thinking, I didn't have the pain. But then once I started thinking about it, then I felt the pain. And it was like, wow, wow. And yeah, and yeah, it's not that I didn't, it's not that I didn't have to take care of it. I had to keep my hands, my fingers in some water for like the rest of the night, just seeing me at the dinner table, with my hands in like bowls of water for a while. Because we're really so, thinking about it now. Yeah, oh, absolutely, right? But there's still something powerful in, in recognizing that, right? Because then, um, not as scared of it, I guess, yeah. as much anymore. Yeah. Once you recognize what's going on. And so, you know, I wasn't as uh freaked out over the burns on my finger. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> but um that was just a, a a powerful, a powerful moment for me where I could just see a you know a little bit deeper about the nature of thought. Wow. Um, yeah, that's that's a crazy one there. So, I mean, I know you've shared so much, but I do want to give you another opportunity to share your heart uh, with the community. Um, thank you so much for being here. And yeah, just let them know where they can find you. And again, you'll just close us out with your last message. Yeah, I can be found on my little home out there on the internet at my website, davidaiarnold.com. Okay, so last time we talked, it was about uh how everyone is okay no one is broken right mm -hmm. and i think what i'm learning and seeing more so since then is our connection to the intelligence behind life and being more willing to follow that if that makes sense like i'm just seeing so much more how we are guided um how you know, we say, you know, that, that saying, yeah, God's got your back. Right. And it's just so much more than a, a saying for me. It's I'm seeing the truth in that and the essence in that a lot more and, and getting a lot more comfortable and just lying and resting in that. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that the answers that I need will come when I need them, and especially when I am open to, to, to them, even if it's just, you know, getting myself to that space. And I'm just like, okay, God, I need your help. What, what, what do I do in this or whatever? And then the answers come and, and it's, <laughs> it is almost magical in a way. Um, 
but I'm seeing it more so for the um, the truthful essence that it is. If that makes sense, because there's been so many times where I I have um, I'll you know tend to focus put my focus more so on the problem or the the anger the 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 hurt the dis whatever, and then that's what grows. But if I can let myself take a step back from that and look towards that the the that energy that spirit that we are that we are a part of then then yeah then things just get um there's a struggle there if that makes sense the answers come thank you for listening to today's episode for more information about the podcast please go to 3pgc.org if you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.